sir. Welcome to episode three of the Out of Bounds podcast, the NFL Draft Special. I go by the name of Adele, the fashionista. I make up one-third of this big three here at the, at the Out of Bounds podcast. Also go by James Harden, you know, a.k.a. the old head. That's my role on the team. I'm here alongside my co-host on this day. Introduce yourself to the people, Donnie. Oh, you already know as it is. If you've been listening since day one, it's Donnie. Uh, you know what I do. You know what I do. Yes, yeah, so a shout out to our day. The views has been growing steadily, you know, for our first two episodes. So thank you for tuning in with us. You know, keep rocking with the Tuck family. And, and we got a good one for you guys. As far as for the third member of our crew, Mr. Noel Austin, a.k.a. Kyrie Irving. If you know about Kyrie Irving, then you can kind of expect like how it is with Noel. So, there's a reason why he's our Kyrie, but, you know, shout out to Noel. That's our guy. You know, he's still with us, but that's how that goes. But before we get into things in discussion with the NFL draft, since we did have an episode last week, there's one bit of news that I definitely wanted to touch on, and that's the death of Terrence Clark. You know, it's an unfortunate tragedy for a young 19-year-old kid. So on behalf of everyone on the Out of Bounds podcast, and not only the Out of Bounds podcast, but the Tuck family, I want to send my condolences to the family of Terrence Clark. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, Donnie, man, let's get down to it. You know, night one and night two of the NFL draft just recently concluded. And by the way, everybody, this podcast was recorded before the start of day three of the NFL draft. So by the time this podcast air, then the draft might be already at round five. But, you know, if anything happens, you know, as far as like with certain players, then we most likely cover next week's show or kind of do like a quick little recap video afterwards. It's, it's like a big time trade or like a noticeable problem, a noticeable player gets picked up. But for right now, we're mostly going to be focused on the first three rounds of the draft. So I just want to put that out there just to let everybody know. Because that's kicking one like, hey, how come you're not talking about the Minnesota Vikings? By the way, you're a Vikings fan. I feel sorry for you. No, they, <laughs> they just trash. Exactly. <laughs> it's just trash. Like, but y'all got y'all little moment, though. Y'all got y'all little moment with, with the New Orleans Saints. So I know that's a big time over here. But y'all got waxed by my partner here, his Philadelphia Eagles. Waxed yeah, them. <laughs> but that's like, you're one that, like, hey, like, my Vikings, we just picked up such and such. Like, how come you guys didn't talk about it? That's a pretty good pickup. Well, at the time this recording, you know, just that draft pick where it made. But don't worry, we got you guys. We got you guys. But, um, yeah, man, let's get down to it. Let's talk about our team's picks, man. Like, you, Donnie, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, me, personally, I have two teams. I'm a Baltimore Ravens and a Los Angeles Rams fan. And for those of you that might be like, well, like, Liddell, you cannot be a fan of one team. No, yes, you can. Life is all about having options, okay? And me, I personally like to have, have you know, I like to have my hands, you know, I like to have my hands full. Keyword, hands, you know what I'm saying? So, I like to have an option here and an option here, you know, so. But I'm loyal to my teams also. Shout out to Ravens Nation, Flock Nation, shout out to Rams Nation. But, Don, let's start with you, bro. Like, what do you think about your Eagles thus far and their picks? Um, I don't think much can be said about Devontae Smith. Um, everybody knows he has hands. Um, he has speed, route running, everything's there. The only thing that uh, concerns a lot of people, and like myself, is um his weight. It's 175 pounds, I believe. Uh, if it's measured today. But yeah, he's and, still not the small, he still wasn't the smallest receiver taken. We'll get to that later, but yeah, continue. Yeah, but, like, uh, yeah that's that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um that's why Philadelphia is a great place for him. Uh he's it's gonna be a star here. And on the plus side, you can gain weight by eating all those cheese steaks, man. Yeah, I'll tell well, you, like, by, the the, by the way, uh the best cheesesteak in Phillies is D'Alessandro's. I'm just saying it out there. Y'all can come See? comments and come at me. If you say passing genos, you're not from Philadelphia. That's all. You see, we here. I was, see, I was wondering, like, all right, like, what's the best cheese? <laughs> I'll never go to Pastor Gino's. I'm sorry, Pastor Gino's. You guys are a Philly staple, but you guys that's are the best. The that's the one I be hearing about the most. So you tell me that Pastor Gino's, that's not the wave? 
100%. Uh, they are tourist traps. Everybody in Philadelphia knows that. Everybody in Philadelphia stares away from those two places. Wow. Wow. So let the people know once again out there in Philly or those that might want to travel out to Philly. What's the best cheesesteak spot again? D'Alessandro's. D'Alessandro's. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, y'all heard it here. See, Donnie, like, like, if y'all want to know about Philly, man, hell, Donnie, man. Like, he'll tell you about all the hot spots. Like, places <laughs> like where to go, where not to go. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, shout out to Donnie on that. But also, on y'all day two picks, I know that y'all took Landon Dickinson, center out of Alabama. And y'all third round pick, y'all took defensive tackle, Milton Williams out of Louisiana Tech. So, so far, do you feel like, you know, the Eagles are covering their bases for, like, with draft needs? Or were you expecting them, you know, to go a different direction? No, um, I, I think they pretty much are covering. Uh, like I said, the draft is still out. Um, I, I think they're pretty much covering their bases. I know that we need a lot of O-line help. Um, a lot of our guys, our stud players, are either gone or they're uh, in the midst of, like, getting to that age where they're, like, past 35 and stuff like that. Um, I think so far our biggest challenge was – getting a corner, which we have yet to do. Um, but the second biggest option was a wide receiver, which we did get. And somebody who's familiar with Jalen Hurts is a plus. You know what would have been a lot, though? Y'all would have got As- Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah, I, I was I was, <laughs> I was looking at that guy. I would like you know, for those of you that probably do not know, Asante Samuel Sr., was once a cornerback on the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think it would have been yeah. pretty dope, you know, to see four like, time, you know, uh, cornerback, yeah, four time Pro Bowl, yeah, for 100%. Sure, for sure, for sure. All right, now with you got so far in your receiver room, you got Devontae Smith, you got Jalen Rieger, you got JJ Osega Whiteside, you got Hightower. I forgot the dude's first name, please forgive me. And then tight end John Hightower, and you got Zach Ertz <laughs> still at tight end. You know, I think he wants to leave, but so far he said you you got Miles Sanders at running back. Do you feel confident right now with your offense so far, with Jalen Hurts possibly being the starting quarterback this season? Yeah, I, I think so. I think any Philadelphia fan would see that um, we, we still have, like, issues with catching and protection and stuff like that. But overall, I do feel confident in our, our, um, our offense that we could – potentially make an impact this year. I'm not counting NFC championship, but um yeah I'm thinking more like <laughs> as an Eagles 10 fan, or nine wins. As an Eagles fan, you've been to a lot of those for sure. <laughs> you lost more but than yeah. you won. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's definitely too early to tell, but um I think we're in a good place, a lot better than we were last year. So you're really thinking that nine to ten wins is possible this season? Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't NFC. see. Yeah, I don't see um, the Giants being a a major threat. Um, I think the only major threat would be the Cowboys and their defense. Um, so you think the Cowboys' defense is that much more improved? Because last year they was they were trash. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Um, I think they just they still got improvements to make. Um, something that they'll try to recommend in the um this draft but um overall i i think the only op- obstacle would probably be the cowboys i don't see washington making any huge splash or anything that's going to impact our seating i mean they are getting dak prescott back yeah that's that's the thing uh that's the thing I was uh, not, most worried about. That is the thing because <laughs> they were trash once, once Prescott went down. So that's a big right. That's a big addition without actually being like a actual uh, actual acquisition because the fact that Prescott went down plus at the time before he went down with his injury, he was on pace to be the NFL leading passer in terms of yards. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see Daniel Jones <laughs> making any splash. Neither, but he does have some weapons, though. You got Kenny Galladay. They just picked him up from Detroit. 
Saquon yeah, Barkley. Yeah. Saquon Barkley should be healthy this upcoming season. They still have Evan Ingram, who's a beast. You know, so you can't count the Giants. And what about Washington? I was about to say, you know, the Redskins. <laughs> I just said Redskins. <laughs> the Washington football team. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking any team that doesn't have a official title as a threat. I mean, like, come on, man. it's been like almost like two years now. Like, you, like they come with like a name and a logo yet? I, I believe there were some rumors of um, they were looking to make that leap uh, next season, uh, 2022. So, so, I, two, I, I, so I, I don't know. Two years as a Washington football team. Yeah, but uh, their their name is the least of their problems. I know that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they would have changed it, like reverse it, like Washington team football, they would have like a pretty dope acronym. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't know what's <laughs> yeah. taking. So, I don't know what's taking so long to choose a name. Like it's not rocket science. Like why not just go with the Washington Red Wolves or something like that? Yeah, or Red, Red Tails. Yeah, see, we're here. We're here. Yeah. Red I got you. I got you. <laughs> that's 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 my Kevin Durant right there, guys. That's the KD of the podcast for sure, Mister Donnie. But um, what are you expecting right now for day three coming up? Like, corners obviously a need. Um, your offensive line is pretty banged up last year. Now you you, yeah. you guys did address that with the center position. But how you feel about the rest of your old line? In defense, in general, uh, like you mentioned before, um, our our line was pretty banged up. We saw a lot of injuries these past two seasons, and like I mentioned, like our guys are getting old, and they've been protecting a whole bunch of quarterbacks throughout the years. Um, so I think majorly we need to address that issue. Um, I think we also need to address our corner issue on defense. That's still something that I have yet to see improved. But um, overall, for the the last uh, round, I I don't know. I'm not expecting much major splashes. I'm not expecting any trades. I'm not expecting like somebody to like get a steal of the draft. Really, uh, I think overall, all we can say is we just hope for the best and. Hope Howie knows what he's doing. Oh, <laughs> the past couple of drafts, he has just shown that he's that he knows what he's doing, bro. Like I don't know how many pro bowls you guys have drafted over the last three or four years. Yeah, I mean, nothing up. come out good come out of it. Nah, man, but Devontae Smith should be a pretty good pick for you guys. Grant, I know there's some concerns about his size, but the ability is there for sure. It just the whole they cut out to the quarterback. You know, it generally hurts the guy. You know, so it seems like he's gonna get the opportunity to seize it to find out where or not he is. But you know, but as far as like the proposition you guys being a playoff team, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I mean, well, what can you expect from you? <laughs> and I, and that's not and that's not me being like a Philly hater. Like, thing like that, just that with me seeing, like, the Cowboys, well, like, they just, Dak is going to be back, you know, and him with those weapons, you know, not, and I'm not talking Zeke, I'm talking, like, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, you know, C.D. C. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, yeah. You know, so, I don't know, man, like, the Cowboys, they have the best offense in the division. And their oh, defense, yeah, 100%. And the defense is just middle, all the defense has to be is just middle of the pack. If the defense is middle of the pack, I think that could pretty much carry it until like about nine to ten wins, which is basically over the years that's what it comes down to to win the NFC East. Like you need at least nine wins. Like right, the Washington yeah. football team, they got in with what eight wins, seven, eight wins last year. I believe yeah. it was eight. So barely, and by our help. Say again. I said barely, and by our help. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Doug Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> the move that got him fired. The move that got him fired. Uh, man, y'all a fickle fan base, though, man. I, I just got to say, y'all really are a fickle fan base. No, I, I wouldn't say fickle. I would say we uh, were passionate here. 
Um, the the thing that people miss uh, forget about Philly is we'll love you, like we'll give you all the love. We'll love but, you till you stop producing for us. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's sounds like, tough love. Like a corporation <laughs> sounds like a big it's tough love. What you want us to praise you while you're doing bad? <laughs> like, yeah, supposed to be about that camaraderie, man. Y'all supposed to love like the grit. Be all about the grit, like the fight, you know, like the we are like working hard, you know, towards like your goals, your ambitions, you know, being in the trenches, and you know, you know, being part like of a process, what case may be, like it's not always gonna be smooth sailing. Like there's gonna be bumps in the road. I feel as a franchise, which kind of ironic to me as a city, you know, a blue collar city that you guys do not understand that when it comes down to your sports teams, that has always surprised me. To yeah, me, y'all yeah, worse. A... To me, y'all worse than New York fans. And this couple worse. Y'all worse, yeah. No, we support our team through and through. But at the end of the day, if you suck, we're going to tell you that you suck. Point blank. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to hide anything from you. You saw okay, what man. they did with Tobias Harris last season. They was ready to crucify this man on Broad Street. Okay, but here's the thing, though, with y'all friends. Y'all can talk about, like, y'all suck, y'all suck, but y'all not necessarily, like, the city of champions. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That last NBA championship was, like, what, 1983 with the Dr. Yeah, James. Back in the, yeah, back in the 80s. Yeah, y'all last World Series was 2007 with Philly. Was it, was it 2008? 2008. 2008 with 2008. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's when y'all beat Tampa. And then y'all last... Super Bowl was 2017, I believe, 2017, 2018, one of those two years. Yes. I would say 2017. So it was like, and prior to that, y'all never won a Super Bowl. Y'all won NFL championships before the merger, but so it's like, y'all don't really have, like, what I'm trying to say, y'all should be humble. You should, as a Philly fan, Donovan, you should be humble because, like, you do not have the championships. Which <laughs> like, we literally won a Super Bowl not too long ago. <laughs> know, but just be, yeah, but that's one though. That's one. Like, grand, like it, it starts with one. Like, you gotta get your first one. Like, you know, so you gotta appreciate the one. But it's not like y'all have like a history of success. So right, right. I, I understand that. I understand that. Like Yankee fans, like me being like a Yankee fan. I love my Yankees. We have twenty seven World Series championships during my time on this earth. My thirty years. On this earth, we've seen about what 96, 98, 99, 2000, 2009, five championships. We did not get one this past decade. We look at kind of shaky to start the season, but it's still early. And Grant, you have some Yankee fans that are like are kind of like upset as far as like, hey, like, yo, like we don't have no championships at this point in time. But at the end of the day, like we have a history of winning. So we have we should have expectations because we've seen it done before. Philly, on the other hand, there's no history to like really show because like yo, like y'all already had the results. Great, y'all had some great legends, great legends across right. all all four major sports: football, basketball, baseball, hockey. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're we're not perfect. Uh, we don't try to be, but um. We do love our athletes, and if you want to be here, we'll 100% show you love. But if you have one foot out the door, then expect criticism, expect hate. Like, it's, I, I believe that's with every fan base. Yeah, some fan base that's more relaxed than others. Kind of like my Los Angeles Rams, which was like my first football team. I was a fan of Rams since the St. Louis Rams days, which is perfect because this brings me to one of my teams in regards to our picks. I'm not happy with the Rams draft at all. Oh, not really? Happy. Not happy. We did not have a first round pick since we drafted Jared Goff. <laughs> you believe that? We have not had a first round pick since we drafted Jared Goff. And we traded Jared Goff along with other first round picks to get Matthew Stafford, who at this point in time is an injury. Granted, like he normally plays through injuries, but once you you know creep up there, it's like you're early to mid-30s, and now you just come with, like, back issues, stuff like that. Like, you kind of have to question, like, your longevity. So yeah, what I, I'm do? definitely curious about that that trade, that move that I still don't get. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like, Stafford, I guess, is a better quarterback, but at the same time, like, you do not continue to mortgage the future like this. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's always interesting when uh when teams make uh their trades for a, a, a an older, more veteran style quarterback than a promising young quarterback in Jared Goff. So yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get that trade at all. And plus, I understand, like, with the whole golf and McVay, like, they kind of, like, had, like, a, they was butting heads a bit, so one of them had to go. It could it wasn't going to be the head coach. Because say what you want about Sean McVay and the Rams. Grant, we probably should have won that Super Bowl a couple of years back. But the Rams have been consistently a 500 or better team since he, since he got the head coaching job. So I can't complain in that regard. Now, it was Philly, on the other hand, if y'all yeah, go for like in our terms, we shipped out both. <laughs> and our coach did not win the Super Bowl. Your coach won the Super Bowl and got fired. So that's just I, I never agree with that trade. I always thought that was a dumb decision. You you're gonna fire your Super Bowl winning head coach. Yeah, I, I just never understood that. Yeah. But getting back to our draft picks. Okay, so we did not pick until pick number 57 in the second round. So you might be saying, uh, okay, like what's some of our team needs? Um, maybe we could use another edge rusher to play a lot on the opposite side of Leonard Floyd. Great, we have Aaron Donald, but you know, like it's great to have, especially like as the game becomes more pass happy. It's never a bad idea to have a lot of pass rushers. Maybe we go corner, you know, or like safety because we just lost. What's my what's my man named John Johnson to the Cleveland Browns? When we have Jordan Fuller, we have Taylor Rapp, and we have uh, Terrence Burgess. So I guess they want to go on the youth front there. But hey, safety could have been like another great option. Maybe middle linebacker because we have one of the worst linebacker cores in the league. Oh, either, yes. we did, either we did address that in the following pick. I'll get to that. Actually, no, I don't have too many problems with our third round pick. But another problem that we had, maybe we should address the offensive line. We have, we're pretty banged up on the old line this past year. Andrew Whitworth is creeping up on 40 if, if he's not already. He's still a left tackle. We need to find a left tackle in the future. You would think we'll do that, right? Right. You know what we did? You know what we did? <laughs> we drafted little Tutu Atwell from Louisville. Mr. 149-pound, 5-foot, 7 what case may be soaking wet. Slot receiver. Granted, he's a burner, with, but we drafted small wide receivers this draft. So I know you talk about like with Devontae Smith being 175. Imagine having a receiver that's listed 20 pounds under at 155, but in actuality, he's probably 149. I don't know what they eat in uh in Los Angeles, but um <laughs> he's gonna have to pack on the weight. Clearly, all he drinks is juice. <laughs> Clearly, all he does is juice. I mean, at least in Philadelphia, we have cheesesteaks, and you could both go fast on that. But uh, he got to be on the Dr. Sebi alkaline diet. That's that's the only because I don't understand how you could be playing football all your life and then you're 149. Right. Yeah, exactly. Something went wrong there. It's just. Like, all right, and plus, if, if we're going to take him, fine, fine. If we're going to take a receiver, fine. Terrence Marshall was still on the board. He did not go until two picks later to the Carolina Panthers. If we were going to take a receiver, we should have got him. Granted, they say Terrence Marshall is raw, but, like, hey, like, he played at LSU. He was alongside with Jamal Chase and them boys. He had Joe Burrow as a quarterback. Like, he has, a, I guess, a greater body of work. Like, Tutu, like, he's a burner. Don't get it twisted. He's a burner. But this is like Tavon Austin all over again for me. Tavon Austin was another small receiver, weighed more actually, but he's not but but like a gadget player. That's basically right. what we got with our first pick of the draft, second round, fifty-seven overall. We got basically a gadget player, somebody that's going to be returning kicks and punts because he's not going to start over Cooper Cup. Oh he's yeah, one hundred percent. He's not going to start off over Robert Woods. He's not gonna start over Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, we just drafted, we just drafted Van Jefferson last year, the kid out of Florida. Yeah, got, with your fifty-seven pick, yeah, you draft a, basically a punt returner. <laughs> makes no like make it make sense. 
And then with our third round pick, we got Ernest Jones, linebacker out of South Carolina. I'm cool with that. That addresses a need at the linebacker court, but we needed O line help and we did not address it at all. At all. And then to speak on my other team, the Baltimore Ravens, because once again, like I said, guys, you can have more than one team. I recommend no more than two teams. Three teams is overkill, but two teams. <laughs> Preferably one in each conference or one at each conference. So I have an AFC team and I have an NFC team. Just like an NBA two basketball team, I have the Dallas Mavericks and the Boston Celtics. My cousin plays for the Boston Celtics. Shout out to my cousin Aaron Neesman. You know, so I'll keep doing your thing, young young buck, and then hopefully next year, you know, you, you get more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But the Baltimore Ravens, we got Rashad Bateman, the receiver out of Minnesota. Pretty happy with that pick. You know, big body receiver, big physical guy, guy that can play inside from the slide to play outside and the X or the Y. Then with our second pick, we got Odele Owe, uh, edge rush out of Penn State. This is a pick that I'm not too happy about. I'm not too happy about it. And I'm going to tell you why. Odele, let me make sure I get this name right. Odele Owe did have a single sack last year at Penn State. A single sack. Don't ask we both have more sacks than him, and we didn't even play. <laughs> I, I I think last season um could be written off, or it can be uh, put with an asterisk um because of COVID. Um, a lot of players in the draft didn't participate or opted out, so I I, I think you can go easy on them. But yeah, zero sack. Uh, zero. Yeah, that's one and all. Like, bro, you could put you could put me and you on a Penn State sideline this past season. We could have been like just regular walk-ons. We we both had the same stat line. Zero yeah. So Baltimore, Eric DeCosta, where's my call? Where's my yeah, call? Yeah, but I, I mean, where's Donovan's call? <laughs> it was <laughs> it was COVID and pandemic. Everything was in shambles. I don't think you can really fault him for that. Well, I don't care. Like six games, eight games. You can't register a single sack. It's it's probably a lot harder than it looks. I mean, I've never played uh, football, but I but assume... also, like this guy. Like he has all the measurables. Like he has the speed. Like he has all the intangibles of of an edge rusher that should you know be like a top of the line prospect in the NFL. And who knows? His rookie year, he might come out and get eight sacks. It could happen. Because one thing about like college take college statistics does not always translate to like NFL statistical production. Jadavian Clowney is the perfect example of that. Because you see like his story, how basically dude was, I guess, considered to be like a Pro Bowl edge rusher, but he never had a season with at least 10 sacks. Right. You know, and to me, especially like right now, the way the game of football is being played, there's no reason to not have double-digit sacks when the quarterbacks are driving back more than ever now. Or, like, in a shotgun, like, 60% of the time. So he has to get out to the quarterback. Now, they say that the guy, oh, he's capable of getting out to the quarterback. I don't know, like, how the rest of the Penn State um, defensive line looked. But um, I'm hoping that playing alongside guys like Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf, uh, we have Tyus Bowser on the other side is going to play a bigger role since we lost Judon. We set up Pernell McPhee. I'm hoping that, and plus with our secondary of Peters and Humphrey, which is the best cornerback tandem in the NFL. And yes, I'm biased, but it's still true. We have the best cornerback tandem in the NFL in Baltimore. I'm hoping that with him playing alongside those guys, that um, the Maybe statistics do something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But the player that I really wanted was Gregory Russo, who went to the Buffalo Bills a pick earlier. I really wanted Gregory Russo. Shout out to the youth, University of Miami. I really wanted Russo, but he went pick earlier. And I'm hoping that that actually would have been our pick, and then we just had to settle on Oway. But I would much rather had um gotten a tight end, another tight end to play alongside Mark Andrews, for sure. As far as our day two picks, we got Ben Cleveland, the big guard out of Georgia. He's a big mountain of a man. I'm, I think that he's kind of – do wonders for our O line because Baltimore, you know, we love to run the ball, so it's going to add that physical, that physicality, and that toughness to us. And then with our third pick, uh, if our second pick of the third round, we got Brandon Stevens, a cornerback out of SMU. 
who um, here might play some safety for us. So I'm excited about those picks. So for my both of my Ravens, I'll give our draft a B plus thus far because we've definitely been addressing some needs. We all obviously have a couple more needs that we need to address for day three, but I think so far we've done well. And for the LA Rams, it has to, it's a it's a no for me though. It's an F. It's a, you you don't take two two. You gotta his name is two two. You do not take oh, a don't be coming at my man's name now. <laughs> Who knows? It's probably a nickname, but you do not take a, a man named Tutu who's 149 pounds who basically needs to hit the weights. You do not take him with your first pick of the draft. You just don't do it. We have we have another series as it is. It was a dumb pick. It was a dumb pick. So how would you grade your Eagles draft so far? So far, um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, we still need to address a lot of things. I would uh, I would grade it probably a C plus and only a plus because we secured Devontae Smith, uh, a star wide receiver. Um, we did address a little bit of the O-line that we needed, um, but we have yet to address any of the major issues on the defensive side of the ball. Okay. Okay. So, um, it sounds like we're, we're obviously addressed that corner is a need for you guys. What else do you feel that you guys need help uh, on defense? Uh, I, I believe uh defensive end we could uh, use some help with. For sure. I've middle linebackers. Oh yeah, you definitely need a middle linebacker. <laughs> I'm noticing that a lot of teams don't not invest in the middle linebacker position that much anymore. I don't know. Which I, I, don't know why. I they think is because look at Tampa's look at Tampa's defense with Levante David and Devin White in the middle. You know, like I feel like the middle linebacker position has kind of gone away at the NBA center. Whereas, like, yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's something that's being well outdated and overlooked for sure for sure all right so let's get into draft day overall winners and losers like i said i personally believe that the nfl that the los angeles rams they're my losers but aside from like your own team like is there any teams draft that still got to like yo like this team's really been killing it in the draft so far i believe i would have to say The New York Jets, I believe, have been killed. No. Mm. <laughs> and I, I know Noel is going to flame me for this because he did not want Zach Wilson at all. <laughs> I know, he is. But, he wanted Justin Fields. He wanted Justin Fields. I'm surprised yeah, Fields fell that far. Yeah. Out of the top 10 is. That wow. Was that was weird for me. I know he's got to feel some type of um, disrespect there. He got the second but... coming of Philip Rivers. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they got over there. But, yeah, I, I think so far the Jets have been um, trying to add pieces together to build a, a strong pass rush. Um, also on the uh, offensive side of the ball, building um, that front seven. Yeah, they also just really receiver as well, which is a pretty big need for them as well. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you any of the receivers on the Jets. <laughs> I'm not I sure. They had Perriman last year, Jamison Crowder, Chris Hogan, my man Braxton Barrios. He went to the U. Shout out to the U University of Miami. All players that are out of their times. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> but I could only see the Jets as. You said the Jets are, are your winners, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so, yeah. They're for addressing me, a lot of needs. For me, I have to say it's a tie between the Cleveland Browns and the Miami Dolphins. I, I, I wouldn't say the Cleveland Browns. Um, I really? already assumed they were good. Um, but, yeah, you could put them up there, too. Yeah, Miami, like, they started off well with um, the Jalen Phillips pick. 
They've addressed a, a lot of key needs. A lot of key needs. I believe they didn't they also get Jalen Waddle as well. Who I think yeah, is the yeah, better yeah. receiver between him and Devontae Smith. I think Waddle's the better receiver. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I believe uh, Waddle is probably the 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 best wide receiver in the draft. Even though Jamar Chase was taking one uh, pick above him, but overall, yeah, one hundred percent. Jalen Waddle is the best wide receiver. Speaking of that Jamar Chase pick, no, great talent, but I'm not sure if he was necessarily should have been their first pick. You know, especially right. when they had the kids Sewell, who I believe. Ended up going to the Detroit Lions a couple of picks later, the offensive tackle from Oregon. Now, I feel like that all line was a much bigger knee. I guess they count on, you know, Jonah Williams to be healthy for this upcoming season to, like, help, you know, anchor the left, the blind side of their their stud quarterback, um, um, Burrow, Joe Burrow. That's the name, right? Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah so, so I don't know. Like, Jamal Chase, he's a good. Pretty good player, but I feel like they kind of they had the help that were received, like T. Higgins. They still have Tyler Boyd, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, for them to let uh, Swaddle, um, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing his name right. I'm sorry if I'm not. Um, to let him fall one spot below them is, or one or two spots below him is yes, just yeah. absolutely insane. You draft a wide receiver. But you guys definitely need O line help. It's that that was probably the biggest surprise for me. Now, how are we feeling about what San Francisco 49 did with the third overall pick? Oh, I, I believe that was <laughs> I, <laughs> I believe that was stupid as hell. Dennis played like 12 or 13 college games in his career. Yeah. Like, like, 22 passes. Yeah, something like that. Drafting Trey Lawrence over Justin Fields, it was probably one of the stupidest things I've ever it's seen. Like I told, it's like I told you and Noah in, in our chat, like they took the wrong light skin, brother. Yeah, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. The wrong light skin, bro. Like, I, but they still have Jimmy Garoppolo as well. So I was like, all right, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not necessarily what well, I say, like an old head. Kind of how you guys call me like an old head. Not necessarily like an old head at this point in time. Like, he still has some juice in him. So, like, what you going to do with, like, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's – he's great. Like, he's not like a – he's not – I wouldn't say he's necessarily too big to be considered a backup quarterback, but he's a noble name. Like, he was just started quarterback in the Super Bowl just 15 months ago. So, you still have him on your roster, and then you go ahead and you draft a quarterback at the third overall pick. So, it's like – like, what are we doing here? That's that, kind of like that's, yeah, that's what kept Sam Donald and then drafted Zach Wilson. It's like, yeah, that, that shows me that um, 49ers maybe don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo long term. And I, because I, I'm pretty sure this was probably one of the best drives in recent years for a quarterback. So oh, okay. I, I believe they just jumped on that as their chance and opportunity to draft their future franchise quarterback. And like you said, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a scrub. Like he, he's okay. He'll get you to the Super Bowl. But I think they're going to let Trey Lance sit a year, just like Patrick Mahomes, and just you can't do that no more. You can't do that nowadays. You put these quarterbacks in. You put the, you baptize them by fire, like that's the way to go right now. Like yeah, what? but the thing is, you got Jimmy Garoppolo. You you don't need to start Trey Lance right now. Who was bets at one point off of Nick Mullins? <laughs> <laughs> you said that you got Jimmy Garoppolo, but to me, they should have traded Jimmy. That's what I'm saying. Like he's too high profile of a quarterback to be sitting on the bench. Okay, he just recently took your team to the Super Bowl 15 months prior. Yeah, and he's going to 100% be the starter going forward into the uh, opening season. Um, I, like I said, I think letting Trey Lance, because he haven't had much experience out of like a lot of the quarterbacks in the draft, right. to have him sit for a year isn't bad at all. I mean, look at look at what it did to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, but Mahomes... 
He could have played. I think he I think he was good enough to play in his first season. Great. He did play one game in his rookie year. I believe it was like the season finale, but I don't think Mahomes in a year really had much to do with, you know, his success the following year. Because in my instance with the Baltimore Ravens, Joe Flacco started the season as our starting quarterback. By the way, shout out to Joe. He's now the quarterback over at your Philadelphia Eagles. I think he I think y'all better start him right now than Jalen Hurts. And I like Jalen Hurts. But I feel like you're gonna take a Devontae Smith in the first round and you gotta get somebody that could deliver the ball to him. I think that's Flacco because he has the candidate for the I mean, arm. but Jay uh, Hurts and uh Smith uh played together. Okay, so. but but Hurts had his best year at Oklahoma though. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, so there you go, but um, but getting back to, but getting back to my point, like quarterbacks, like Lamar Jackson, right? He filled in when he filled in for Flacco. Ravens didn't miss a beat. Did not miss a beat. They went like six and one, seven and one at, towards the end of the regular season before we got before we got beat in the playoffs by the Chargers. Like some sometimes, like I think this whole. Notion that you have to sit a quarterback for like a year or two. That's done with. That's done with. Look at what Justin Herbert did. Justin Herbert did not have a play week one. He basically got in because, you know, Tyrod Taylor, like his head injury that they misdiagnosed and whatnot. And then they brought him in. They're like, you know what? We're going to keep this kid in because he can play. Right. You know? Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't think, I don't think the 49ers are rushing anything right now. They're in a good position. They have a, a quarterback that's like heating in the oven, and they already have one out, and that's ready to go. So they're they're in a good position. Like they're not rushing anything. I mean, I think they kind of are rushing something because you do not trade up in a draft to third overall to take a project quarterback that you're planning to sit for like a year or two. Yeah, but I I think you like I said this this draft was. Impossible to pass up, and I'm if you see a, a, a potential franchise quarterback there, I say you go and get him. Okay, but do you take the project or do you go out to somebody that you know kind of is a little bit more solidified, like a Justin Fields or even shit like a Mac Jones who basically only played one year, but he was the quarterback for like the Heisman Trophy winner? You yeah, take the kid from like a Division two school, yeah. If I'm the uh. If I'm the 49ers, I'm definitely taking Justin Fields. So, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I want to include the 49ers in the loser category along with my Rams. I don't want to yeah. just yet. I don't want to just yet because Trey Lance, he definitely has the talent. Honestly, like, he's a bit raw and he has to put it all together. So time will tell. But I just say that you do not trade up in the draft to draft a project. Yeah. I'll. I would put them in the loser category just for the fact that they didn't draft Justin Fields. <laughs> like, like this is a 2005, you know, where like you draft Aaron Rodgers and you send him for like three years because you have Brett Favre. You, right. Like, no days over. But speaking of Aaron Rodgers, perfect segue. You see, we get better at this, ladies and gentlemen. We get better with our segues. And by the way, please, if you have it so far, please like, share, subscribe, tell a friend. You no, know, join the Tuck family. Tell your post, man. Tell your high school football coach. High school football coach. Tell your guidance counselor if you're a youngin. You know, tell your uh, parole officer. (laughs) (laughs) Hell, tell your cellmate. (laughs) Tell your cellmate. Tell your drug dealer. You know, tell tell your spouse. Tell your mistress. You know, tell tell everybody. Tell everybody your next door neighbor. Tell your dog. Okay, so we we. Like about what we're doing here at the Out of Bounds podcast. Not only check us out, but check out our other shows. We got Tuck Talk. We have the Gaming Chair. Soon to launch off the racks. And we got some other stuff coming, you guys. So, you know, continue to stay tuned with us. And also, if you're listening to this audio, you can find us currently on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio at the Tuck Podcast Network. I'm trying to get us on Apple Podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, for all my Apple um, users, but I don't think they like me, man. Because every time I try to like enter like our Apple ID, my Apple ID to connect, I keep getting looped back into like the verification page. I'm like, what's going on? Like, is it because I have an Android? Like, an Android user being punished here? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> they're like, nah, buddy. Like, like you on, like you on that Google phone. Like you on those Android that stands. Like, nah, we don't have you sign on platform. Like, maybe I need like a Safari browser, or iPhone, or something. Like, like let me know. Like, somebody can help me out with that. Please let me know. For sure. But yeah, like, um, you can find us on those audio platforms. And also, if you're a listener and you ever want to, like, you know, come up on the panel and, and debate yours truly, a Donovan or no, uh, Kyrie Irving. Like, if you want to be our Joe Harris on this podcast, you will give you five minutes to come on the show, debate with us on a number of topics, and then we see how it goes. So this, so we're our interactive shows. We're an interactive platform. You know, each week, we're going to get bigger and better, you know, introduce some new concepts to you guys. So you want to be a part of the show, you can actually not only be a part of the show by liking, share, and subscribe to the show, but you can also be a part of our panel as well. So that's a little little nugget out there. Again, back to, like I said, with Aaron Rodgers. Have you, what do you think about the reports about Aaron Rodgers wanting to get traded out of Green Bay? The reigning league MVP. I, I, think, I, I think that's a great idea, um, if it's true. It's a great um, idea. For him or for Green Bay? Oh, for him. For <laughs> Green Bay. <laughs> you telling me in the first round? When Aaron Rodgers needed help, you draft a quarterback and Jordan Love of all people. Yeah. Come on, man. That sat there. He should have walked, took his shit out the locker room and walked his ass out of Green Bay. 100% he should be leaving there. 100%. I wouldn't take their calls. I know um, a lot of the executives and head coaches like flew out to and meet him with him personally and stuff like that on separate occasions. I wouldn't answer my door. I wouldn't pick up my phone. I wouldn't do shit for Green Bay. I mean, no offense to those that live in Green Bay, but I don't know how how long. I'm surprised he lasted this long. A California boy really Green Bay, Wisconsin. Like, that's too much snow for me. And I live in New York. (laughs) That's too much snow for me. But yeah, he should 100% want to be. Out of there, 100%. I mean, I, I agree. I personally don't blame them because they had opportunities. They could adjust some needs. They could have given some receivers, some another tight end. Or case maybe no. Like you said, they took Jordan Love. You know, so even though last night they did draft a receiver. <laughs> I forgot his first name, but his last name is Rogers. And the first one, this was A, so they drafted A Rogers. Amari Rogers. Amari Rogers. <laughs> there you go. They drafted Amari Rogers. But See, like, yeah, if, if that oh, was me, I would have took that as an offense. One hundred percent. Really, they petty man. They know what they doing. They know what they doing. But it'd be a shame to lose the reigning league MVP because stuff like that normally does not happen. That's like yeah. that's like Giannis Antetokounmpo being like at the win back to back league MVPs. Nah, get me out of here. I don't want to be in Milwaukee no more. Even though that could have happened. But you chose to be signed. Yeah, that's that's another dumbass move too. Which is funny because that's another team in the state of Wisconsin. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I sure as hell wouldn't have signed that uh, record-breaking deal. Staying in Wisconsin of all places. Like you cannot get nobody to play there. <laughs> you got no star power. The only star power you have next to Giannis is um, uh, Drew Holiday. Nah, don't do Chris Middleton like that now. <laughs> Come on, man. We, we can't do Chris Middleton like that. Well, we're we're not going to consider Chris Middleton a star just yet. Is he a, a good two- player? Great a player, yes. Bro. He's a two-time All Star. He does more. He does more for Milwaukee than Ben Simmons does for Philly on the offensive end. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, all right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I was going to debate that, but no, he got that. Almost you can't, because <laughs> when I'm right, I'm right, and when I'm wrong, I still could have been right. I just didn't explain it right. <laughs> That's, how <I'm> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that goes. That's how that goes, man. But Aaron Rodgers, man, like I'm, I'm with you, bro. Like get up, get on out of there. If you can, man, like if you smart, Aaron Rodgers, I would try to shit shit my way out to maybe New Orleans. I think that'd be a great spot for him. New Orleans, game. or um, I, I would say uh, the Broncos. Um, that's another good place. I mean, look what it did with Peyton Manning. Um, I just yeah, don't believe I mean, in the coach. I don't believe in the head coach, Vic Fangio. 
And plus, yeah. Devon Mills, we don't really know what's happening with that. With that, even though I know that Bradley Chubb, and they do have some pretty good receivers. Like, don't get twisted, corner side Jerry Julie. Those are and no offense, tight end. So they definitely have the weapons there, and they just drafted a pretty good running back last night as well. His name escapes me. So I should have wrote down all the picks, ladies and gentlemen. But um, yeah, but they the weapons are definitely in place. But I just think that a team like the New Orleans Saints are more Super Bowl ready than the Denver Broncos. Yeah, well, yeah, that could be said. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because the issue with Breeze is that you know, like the shoulder, you know, the injury stuff like that. Like Aaron Rodgers at this point in time, he does not have that issue. Plus, you'd be playing in a dome as well. Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers in a dome? Where like oh, yeah, that, that would be great. Tradition. So yeah, man, Aaron Rodgers to New Orleans, make that happen. I, I know they possibly believe at Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, but Aaron Rodgers in New Orleans, I think that'd be that'd be a good move. For yeah, sure, that, yeah, one hundred percent. If not, then another possibility I'll say might be, hmm, maybe the Washington Football Team because they're young. They got some young talent, and he goes there. Then you could definitely forget about the NFC. Never <laughs> forget about that. That that's one person I would not want in the NFC East is Aaron Rodgers, just <laughs> chucking it up. No, oh, I'm good. <laughs> oh my god! But ladies and gentlemen, we're now down to our last segment of the show. One of my favorite segments of the show, the two minute drill. But in this on this episode, this is more gonna be more so of a two minute grill because I'll contribute right here at Trevor Culture Magazine, www.tuckmag.net. Donovan Wilkins he just recently did an article in relation to the WNBA. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we do cover the WNBA here. How many sports podcasts do you know out there cover the WNBA like us? Like they're always getting to mention, like three episodes in, like we always find a way to mention them somehow, some way. But our Donovan Wilkins here did an article for a Tuck Five listicle on the WNBA season as far as like, the power rankings, like top five teams going to the season. And I have some thoughts in relation to his list, if you guys can see here. Now, I see what he was going for. Feature like a lot of these young up and coming teams, but let's start with number five with the Dallas Wings. Now, why were the Dallas Wings selected in your number five spot? Well, like I said, um, I mentioned off uh, off the record that uh, I was going for post draft um, rankings, um, how everybody did in accordance with how they drafted. Okay, and I think that's where I went. But I, I mean, they were last place last year, um, eight for fourteen. So um, I, I think adding a lot of defensive and um, guards will help well in their shortcomings. I, I, I do see promise in them. I will say this though, Charlie Collier, she might, she's definitely the front runner for rookie of the year. And I'm not saying that because she was the number one overall pick, but because I see plenty of opportunities for her to be the focal point of the offense. But as far right. as, like, I'm not sure how much of an impact she could. You know, the, the, it's kind of different from the NBA because it's less teams. Obviously, it's less teams. Only about, like, what, 12 teams in the WNBA? Yeah. So, so in the top eight, automatically makes a play as regards of conference that they're in. There are, there is no conference actually. So who knows? Maybe she might be good enough to get them into the playoffs. But I think we'll probably have like I a mean, team. there there is a a Western and Eastern conference, I guess you could say. Um, depending on where you're at. Um, but yeah, o- overall there is no conference really. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? She might have enough of, make enough of an impact to get them to the playoffs, but I'm not sure if that will warrant a top five. But regardless of that, let's go to your number four, the Atlanta Dream. Why is the Dream your fourth? Yeah, they're definitely um, 
they were ninth in points per game, I believe. Um, another team going by the the draft prospects. This uh, is Karen Arnie McDonald, I believe I pronounced her name right. Yeah. Um, will greatly help on defense was something that they desperately needed help with. Uh, they allowed um, 8.7 points per game, uh, like last in league. But I, I think overall, Arnie McDonald, it's somebody that they needed. They have like a lot of guards and star power there, but nobody wants to take the reins. So that's what I need McDonald to do. Okay. Uh, so let's go. So I'm assuming that you believe that the Atlanta Dreams, they're going to have a playoff spot by the end of the season. I I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> that's my point. That's my whole point with this list. Like I said, this is post-draft rankings, I should say. Rank them as they go into the offseason. Um, they could potentially have a playoff spot. I'm not looking much from them. I'm just looking for them to find an identity. Okay. All right, so number three, the Minnesota Lynx. What's the reason behind the selection? Oh, the Minnesota Lynx is probably one of my favorite teams in the uh, WNBA. They went 14 for eight. Um, I think they have one of the best, one of the best uh, backcourts I've seen in the WNBA. Um, sixth place for points per game per score. Uh, they've been fifth in uh, opponents points per game per score. Um, I think they got talent. I think defensively and offensively. Actually, in my opinion, they should have been ranked higher. Not um, thinking about it. Yeah, they definitely are talented team, even without Maya Moore. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, Maya Moore um, on on the court is definitely something to behold. But off the court, they don't rely on her too much, and I think that's what makes them a good power team. Okay, now let's move on to the Los Angeles Sparks. Now the Sparks, as you all know, they lost. Team captain, their former league MVP, Candace Parker, who I believe is also yes. the Randy player of the year. With, with that said, why would the Sparks select that as your number two team in these rankings? Because they did, they did um, address, they did address a um, position that they needed filling with uh, the power form power uh, power forward Jasmine Walker. And in the second uh, round, they did select a guard, which could help. But um, overall, I think they, again, have the talent. Um, with the, uh, the absence of Candace Parker, obviously that's going to play a major role in it. But they were another team just above, way above 500 last year, going 15 for 7. So I don't, I don't see much cause. For concern with that team, <laughs> I think they're going to be in the playoffs regardless. So you know they did too high. No, I don't think so. Okay, I, w- I would love to see your reason if you think so. Okay, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. By the way, I know we were we already went past two minutes. These seven is you might grab the ten because they never go at least two minutes. But it is what it is. But let's get to it. Get them on team, the Chicago Sky. Actually, yes. I agree with this. I agree with this. Oh, there we go. Finally, we see some life. So I don't really have too much wrong with it. Here's my issue with your list. Oh, yeah. Where's the Phoenix Mercury? Who? <laughs> the Phoenix Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Are we forgetting about De- Deanna Tarasi, Brittany Griner, and Bay Scott Diggins Smith? Are we forgetting about them? Yeah, one hundred percent. They they didn't do much when it came to the draft, okay. um, so I didn't see them 
make any uh, acquisitions in terms of that. Um, I left them off solely for the, the draft. I felt like they didn't have enough to go on. What about the Washington Mystics? Oh, we're not going to talk about those. <laughs> uh, and, and the crew. <laughs> I think that's another team that just didn't do much in the draft, and it just didn't impress me. Like I said, we're going into training camp, so there's tons of opportunity. I mean, the season doesn't start until May 14th, so they still have ways to go. And then we don't even have the two teams that were in the WNBA Finals on your list. The Las Vegas Aces and the Seattle Storm. Yeah, I didn't put them on the list, um, like I said, solely based on the draft. They didn't do nothing in the draft. They didn't need to do nothing in the draft. I immediately saw them as um, finals contenders. Okay, so would you, when you think, right, final contenders, shouldn't they both be one and two at the very least since they are finals contenders? No. <laughs> I'm going to stand by my uh, segment of my teams. I, I do believe, once again, that it was solely based on the draft. That's what I was basing it off of. I wasn't basing it off of solely of what they did last year. I was basing it more so on heading into training camp, what these teams could do. I'm still trying to make sense of it. So basically, like, you're just green as far as like, what they, they did as far as like, off-season acquisitions. Yes, yes, yes. But you do also – I hope you also recognize that sometimes if you're already a, a elite team, you do not have to do too much because you already have all the pieces. Yeah, and that's why I left those two teams off. <laughs> that's exactly why. So this wasn't necessarily like a power rankings per se as far as like best teams. You just rank yeah, yeah, yeah. off-seasons. Okay, I, so, I should have been more clear on that. Yeah, so we we we, we need to change that that title. So. <laughs> it, it is it is what it is at this point. I'm glad we were able to clarify. I was just wondering, like, yeah, there's no Phoenix Mercury here. There's no Washington Mystics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want. I'm glad that we talked about because I didn't want you to get the wrong. Yeah, wrong idea. It was more so on um, post draft rankings and where they stood in my eyes heading into training camp. Okay. All right, well, I see your perspective. Even though I kind of, like, disagree with it a little bit because my thing is you do not necessarily have to do too much in a draft and free agency if you are already an elite team. Yeah, and that's what I agree with you with, yeah. Okay, if so you're already both... elete, you don't right, have so, to do nothing. So we're both agreeing that I'm right. Yeah, yeah, right. let's say that. Yeah, let's right. say that. Right. So, <laughs> so, we good. so we can end the show on that. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to twist my words and say that, yeah, we we can say that. Yeah, all right, but before we end the show, let's plug ourselves, bro. So tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Yeah, you can find me at uh, Donnie. It's right there. Um, again, the man I don't in the post. Middle. Yeah, I don't post much. Um, I hate social media. <laughs> I hate it too, bro. <laughs> I absolutely Great hate it. Great way to get into trouble. Great way to get into trouble. But yeah, you can see all my artwork and poetry and stuff there. All right, but and once again, you guys can find me at Liddell the Fashionista. I mostly just post like just stories, like messages, my messages of the week, you know, for motivation and stuff like that. Every now and then, like, yeah, inspirational stuff. Thank you. Or you know, I just plug, you know, as far as anything happening like within Tuck, things of that nature. Also, you can find us me at True Agriculture on the IG page on the moderator on that page. So keep a lookout for us there. Also follow us on Facebook at Trevor Culture. Subscribe to us on YouTube at the Tuck Podcast Network. Remember to like, share, you know, tell your friends, you know, help us on the road to our first 100 subscribers. I know it's a small number, but damn it, it's a big thing for us, you know, because it's something that we start from the ground up. You know, we're putting a focus on our careers here at Trevor Culture. So it's a great way to support the creators because we put out a lot of dope content. And as you can see from the website, social media, and with this podcast, 
Like we're growing, we're getting better with each episode. So once again, guys, thank you all for tuning in. Um, no, yeah, guys. Um, also, if sports isn't your thing, there's other podcasts. We have other podcasts in the work. We have fashion. We have talk where we talk about culture, music, video games. Like we have other shows. So definitely, hundred percent check. We do a lot. We're the, we're the most, one of the most versatile publications out there. We do a lot. There's nothing that we can't do. Honestly, there's nothing that we can't do. That's big facts. But, um, yeah, guys, that, that's it for us. You know, no, unfortunately, he couldn't be here today. You know, that's Kyrie. He's all finding himself somewhere. Yeah, he's just finding himself. He's, at, he's getting ready for Kanye Sunday Choir, you know, with the big Yeezy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's doing. But shout out to Noah, man. Like, his Jets, they have a pretty good draft. But remember, guys, you can find us same time, same place next Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube at Tuck Podcast Network, Facebook at Trevor Culture, and on the website, tuckmag.net. And we'll catch you guys next week. And we are out in three, two, one. Peace.